This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guests today are Chris and Russ. I'm going to introduce Chris, and then Chris will tell us who this other guy is with this badass tie on. But Chris founded a company and presided over one of the most interesting technology companies uh, at CA Technologies before coming to Ringlead. Uh, specifically, he was in the security and storage division. Now, Chris served as senior vice president of that division. He also founded Total Defense, a cloud based endpoint security company for the consumer SMB and enterprise. We'll jump into Ringlead today. Chris, Russ, are you guys? ready to take us to the top oh absolutely sure absolutely. go ahead welcome, welcome. all right chris tee up this guy who's russ what's he do this is a legend in the industry i'll tell you what i've known russ for many many years russ was the founder of computer associates known as ca technologies today he founded it uh, it's a great story years ago he he was there for over 35 years he was the first one ever nathan to build the first billion dollar software company in the world right so russ found that did it, amazing, and retired about a year ago. I got him lucky enough to partner with me uh-huh. after working for him for years. He's one of my mentors and legends in the industry, and he was ready to go to a second round. He was like, let's go to another <laughs> billion. So he came in today, one of the most successful people I ever met, and we partnered together to start Ringlead uh, about a year ago. About a year ago. And Nathan, so I'm Russ. Yep. Chris and I worked closely together for many years at CA. Was he a killer at CA? Did he make you a lot of money? Absolutely <laughs> a killer. Absolutely. All right. He built our security and storage business. He took our antivirus business and made it a leader, you know, made it a you know, several hundred million dollar business. Uh, so he was certainly a powerhouse at CA. I left CA a little over a year ago. That would have been 2016. Yeah, in 2016, uh, Chris called me. I was, you know, had made several investments in the technology area. I'm a mentor to a lot of startup companies in the New York City area. And Chris calls me one day and says, hey, there's a great opportunity here. I have an opportunity to lead a new software company, SaaS-based company in the data space, and I need you to partner with me. So I looked into it, uh, looked into the technology, looked into the product line. Chris brought one of his best sales guys. They, they sold me on the technology. I looked at it and I said, hey, you know, this is an interesting space. Uh, I get to build another cloud-based SaaS company software company here in Long Island. Uh-huh. And uh, let's go for it. Let's Chris, do it. Chris, how much equity do you have to give Russ to get him on board again? I'll tell you, it wasn't easy, right? Because he, he doesn't like to be a minority in anything. Now. Yeah, but you don't, but, but Chris, you're not a quitter. You don't roll over either. So I think once you, once you wanted it, you figured out how to get it. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. But I'll tell you, it was, it was a tough negotiation. I can tell you that, right? Yeah. So we're partners in the company, right? But I'll tell you right now, I, I love your show, by the way. You're so damn pointed. Yeah, you you would you would be in an ideal compliments place. always work, Chris. No, Lay no, them on. To it. You ask the right questions. You try to get the right information. Love it, right? So here, here here's it. Our company's unique, right? Our employees own up to thirty percent of the company. That was one of the deals I had coming in. 
that I wanted to build a culture called performance-based, employees own if they perform, right? And it's an instant vesting in 12 months. It's very unique, right? Approach to how to manage a start. What do you mean by that? So there's no cliff? What if someone leaves at 11 months? Do they still get the... No, no. What happens is we give every employee a, a stock op- a, We call it a performance-based stock option as soon as you sign. Depending on the title, it could range from X to Y, right? So long story short is every employee in this company gets a monthly review. 80% of that review is metrics. On the 12th month, if they get positive points towards the review, their stock instantly vests I see. at a price. So there's still there is still a cliff of one year. However, there's not been a three year vesting period after that. Oh, it doesn't instantly. And one year vest, and we have a board on the uh, thing called a performance based board that tells you exactly how many shares are outstanding, what the shares are, what's the valuation. So it's completely transparent. If we have to issue more shares, the board changes, right? And it relates good? to all employees. All employees. So, it so Wes. Russ, are you inside of that 30% or you're outside of the 30%? Outside of outside the 30%. 30%. Okay, okay, so, and and then I don't, I, I get the sense you don't want to be very specific, but more, Russ, more or less than 10% in terms of incentivizing you to get back in. More. Okay, more. so here's yeah. my question. Russ, because there's a lot, or Chris, this is for you. There's a lot of CEOs that listen to the show, very sophisticated audience that have sold companies for a lot of money. And they're always trying to get people like Russ who are playing at, you know, maybe one or two levels above them to bring them into the company, right? What, advice would you give them for structuring deals to get the mind share of a guy like Russ back in the game? Right. So, so the first thing is to make sure that you're building a same vision, the same strategy. What are we trying to accomplish? People say, what are you building the company for? Are you building to sell it? Are you building to go public? What are you building for? Our first step in this company was we're building a company that has value, right? It isn't to be sold. It isn't to raise money. It isn't to do those things. It's, we want to build a company that offers great products, great services, and capitalize on that marketplace. We don't believe anybody owns our space. So I say, is it exciting enough that this space is big enough that if we spend our time and energy, we can be a player in that space? What's the outcome? We're not here to determine the outcome right now. We're here to build value, build a great product, and employees build companies. By the way, what the hell is Ringlead? Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, it isn't. I, I thought it was circus when I came no, in. It's not, the, it's not the Barnum and Bailey circus. No, it isn't the Barnum and Bailey circus. But it could have been a year ago. Right? You could have bought those. You could have bought the. You could have bought those assets, right? Yeah, yeah I could have bought it. I could have bought it, but they went out of business. The Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. Case, so, so we didn't want that to happen. So Ringlead is the number one data management solution in the in the in the in the in the, in the total space today, right? So what does that mean? We simply sit on top of Salesforce currently, but we're going to have other plugins. We clean data, we prevent dupes in data, we enhance data, we enrich data, and we do it all in one 360 platform on the press of a button, right? That's it. The only cloud-based, truly SaaS, 100% data management solution. Are you connecting data sources as well? So think of this like an enterprise version of Zapier or a segment kind of company? Yes. Okay. So a quick answer is we use our own technology to get to enrich data so that our our goal is to make the sales force more productive. Yep. Instantaneously. How do they become more productive? You give them good data. You give them data that has validated email addresses. Yep. You give them titles. You give them the right phone numbers. You know, so they're not wasting half their day looking for the right email and phone number. That's right. Profiles, social LinkedIn data. Profiles, all it's, the social it's amazing. Profiles. And we do it using our own technology. We also use some key strategic third-party vendors. So you're partnering with a full contact, a clear bit to enrich and, and support the data you already have. We use yeah. also our own technology. But to we do use it. our own technology, technology and we're it. always looking for unique differentiators. Okay. And business model wise, pure SaaS? Pure yeah. SaaS, 100%. Pure SaaS. What's, the average customer, what, what's the average customer pay per month or per year, would you say? 
All right, ready? I love that question. By which segment? SMB commercial enterprise, different different valuations, right? So yeah. when we first started, our SMB customer today is around, it's moving, it started at $3,000, we are up to $10,000 in an SMB. We define SMB 100 employees. A year or month? A year. Okay. Per year, year right? Per commercial, year. right? 100 employees to 3,000 employees have now moved to about 25,000 uh, contract value per year. Enterprise, 3,000 employees or more, are now in the 150 to 250 space and growing and growing. Right. So we're enhancing the technology. Right. We've acquired over 700 paid for customers okay. which across is, those three segments. Right. Which mostly is an even split between SMB commercial and enterprise. They've given us kind of a, a, a basic cleanse product. And we're now growing that customer base fully into a large value customer. Right. Because right. we charge by size of database. So. Chris, hold, hold your hold your wrist up in front of the camera real quick. Okay, that those are expensive cufflinks. What was monthly recurring revenue last month? Uh, <laughs> we just closed. That's we good. just closed. That's we good. just closed, right? So uh, I'd rather not share, but it's, I'll tell you right now, it's over last month's recurring revenue was over half a million. Okay, got it. And can we put a cap on that and say between five hundred and six hundred grand? Is that fair? Yes. Okay, got it. So have you boot outside of kind of bringing in folks like like Russ? Have you bootstrapped the company? Or have you raised? No. So what happened was we came in, right, about a year ago. The company's been in existence for a while. It was losing money, right, and it wasn't growing to where it needed to be. Russ focused on the technology. He worked 12 hours a day for the last year. These are 14-hour days. We start at 4 in the morning. We leave at 8 o'clock. We had to first take the company that was separate. It was, it was in six states, 40 people, and move it all to Long Island. So we centralized the company in Long Did Island. Did you guys buy it? Yeah. We, we, we turned around. We, we bought it through an investment that we put into the company. How much? As, as well as, I'd rather not disclose that, Nathan, right now. Right? Okay, how, gonna, did, how did you value, I mean, was this a shrinking business that like your friends owned? How did you value it? How did you find the deal? So we, went to a, uh, we went to a third party to evaluate the company. The company was doing, it was doing pretty good. It acquired a lot of great customers, but it was losing money. Our concept was we need to go from losing money and making money and grow by 50% a year. That's the okay. goal, right? So go from losing money, make. So how do you do that? We put a performance-based culture in, right? We hired 92% of our employees are less than 11 months with the company. This year, we'll grow over 48% in SaaS, and we'll decrease our losses by over 75%. So, so Nathan, we're spending less, yeah. growing, and imagine this, Nathan, here's the number. 92% of our employees are less than 12 months on the job. And they're in Long Island. And they're all so in Long, Long one Island One big now. thing we did is I looked at my, at my technical folks, right? Tech support, QA, developers, and I find they were all over the world. You know, when I yeah. came in last November. When you, when you bought it. When yeah. I, yeah, when we, when we invested, when we came in and last November, they were, in, they were in Russia, they were in Israel, Israel, they were in Vietnam, they were everywhere. We've consolidated over 90% of the employees are here. We're hiring here in Long right. Island. And it's kind of like what we used to do at CA. You know, we brought a lot of jobs to Long Island. How many now in Long Island? How many total employees? 40, we, um, 40 employees in Long Island. 36 are new. Another 40, another 40 by March of next year. We just opened up our second expansion. Okay, so 40, right? There's 40 currently total full-time. Right. Correct. And just Correct. to be clear, 90 plus percent of those people are not the 40 that were with the company when you bought it. That is correct. Only right. three are live with the original company when we bought it. And most of those transitions were the person used to be overseas. Now they're in Long Island. Correct. Or correct. they were in Milwaukee uh, or one guy, I actually moved one guy who was one of the founders of the company right. six years ago. Yeah. He just moved from Las Vegas to here. Yeah. So we moved a couple, moved couple to here. Long Island, but eventually did. And but we we've did been it doing it very selectively. Very selectively. Very selectively. So let me, let me ask you guys a question. Are you, are you profitable today? 
No. Okay. As you drive towards profitability, which lever are you pulling harder? I'm going to give you two choices. One, decreasing expenses or two, increasing top line. Which one is getting you to profitability quicker right now? Increasing top line. Okay, interesting. Because I'm thinking if you're moving employees from overseas where salary is much lower to Long Island, your costs have to be going up headcount wise. No, what happens is, so that now you just landed. Every employee in our company has an individual learning plan. So think about this. Every day we do an hour to two hours of training per employee. So we hire people that truly are, have amazing skills, brilliant people, but they're not the true veterans of the SaaS industry where they have 10 or 12 years. They take an hour to two hours of training online university with an individual learning plan every day to get better, right? To get better. So in their performance review, they get some of that stock and they get some of that career growth. They have to pass their professional development, which is a training program. So we're able to take people that didn't even know Salesforce. They weren't a Salesforce admin and have them certified in less than 12 weeks. And we're growing them as they're getting smarter, right? So this is a different approach. This is an approach that we all work in an open environment here. They, every day we shut the company down for an hour to two hours a day, depending on your role. If you're a new hire, you take more. If you're not, you're taking less. But you have to pass an hour curriculum per day with tested curriculum per week, depending on your job. Generally lunchtime or, or after five. Yeah. Also, Nathan, you've got to understand, when we came in here last November, there wasn't a new product out for over four years. But we came in, we built a new development team. I selectively used some of the really good people that were here, mostly new hires, brought them in, came out with a brand new platform for data management in April. It's called DMS. We now have over 400 customers running DMS. We started with Cleanse. We built their Mercedes of, of Cleanse products. It's the hot, it's a Rolls Royce of Cleanse. We then added prevention. We then added enrichment. We now are enhancing our capture product. So together we've got a common platform where all of our products part of a unified portfolio. And what give me a sense of what you guys have done with the company though over the past year. When you bought it, we know what you're doing now, 500 to 600 grand in MR. What were you doing when you bought it? Probably in SaaS, the company had three businesses. It was in the recruiting business, it was in the custom data service business, and then it was in the desktop business, and then the last business was SaaS. We, we, We got out of the desktop, we got out of custom data, we sold the recruiting business for a couple hundred grand, and we said, look, our job is to grow SaaS. Recurring revenue, right, do it with an so what was the SaaS part doing when you bought it? Just the SaaS part. SaaS probably was doing about two million a year to two and a half. Okay, so call it one hundred and sixty grand a month. So you've trip. You know, and that's, I'm going to call that invoice bookings recurring revenue. Right, we'll break over six million this year. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings. Okay, I do them back to back. Very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. 
He's given us a 45-day free trial at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. So how do you, besides the capital, by the way, Russ, you, when you were brought on, besides just your, your, your genius, you also, I imagine, put up capital, helped do the deal in the first place, right? Yes. yes okay. Yes. So besides your guys' own capital at the beginning, I mean, do you bootstrap this? What did you do with CA? Did you raise a bunch of capital? What, do you, what Funding-wise, how do you build it? Nathan, that's a good question. So, Great question. So at CA, you know, you, got, you have to remember, when we started 35 years ago at CA, it was barely a VC community, you know? So we kind of bootstrapped ourselves. We got, you know, whether we were good or lucky or both, you know, we built some of the early products. I was one of the people who built the early products at CA and we got lucky. They sold immediately. You know, they weren't a failure. They, they sold and all of a sudden contracts are coming in, checks are coming in and we never needed to raise outside outside money ever. That's great. Charles Wong and I started the company. We had a philosophy. Look, we're here to work. You know, and we're not looking to get diluted. And Nathan, think about this for a second, right? If we, if our employees are the most important thing in building a company, it really is. Your employee still is. And if we keep raising money, we dilute our employees. So we build a culture of learning and performance-based and say to them, look, guys, if we're in it together, right? And, and employees still are, are, the, are the key to any great company and the ingredients. And the ability to learn is also key. So if we can build a great company and you have a functional product in an amazing space like we are, why don't we just sell more? Why do we have to lose money? Yeah. Our goal is to not lose money, not devalue the company. It's the opposite, right? It's to make sure that our employees have value along the way, and we do it with a functional product in a great marketplace, and that's what Ringley's in right now. few quick questions before we, before we wrap up with the last uh, famous five here. Uh, what's churn look like annually? Uh, when we started on desktop products, it was hard. I mean, I would say when we started on turn, it was probably, we look at turn by customer and we look at turn by revenue, right? So we look at our existing customers saying, are we getting more out of them, right? And what's the renewal rates? On desktop, it was probably 40 to 45%. What's it all now? Right now on revenue, we'll close at 92% on revenue. Retention? Yep, yep, 92% on revenue. Remember, we're getting more out of the existing customer. They're buying more capacity, right? On a customer model, it's a little bit lower. It's around, I would say it's about... 65 to 70 because they acquired customers on price. They acquired people that want. Yeah. Just to be clear, what that means is you are churning customers that are paying you less. Yes, that's exactly it. And and honestly, and honestly, they're, they're, they're high maintenance. They bought price and we also have a price guarantee. If you, if you can find a product that is equal or or equal to ours, we'll, we'll beat any price by 10%. It's not a price game. The key is that we sold below market and those customers are really not the ones that we want to move. Today, fully weighted. What are you paying to acquire customers? What's your CAC? Uh, I would say right now it's about fully loaded in about, I would say it's about 60 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar. Okay. And, and what does that mean? You spend 60 cents to get a dollar in ARR. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Got it. And most of your, most of your contract values, well, the, if I take 500 grand divided by, or 700 customers into your 500 grand, the average customer is paying you about, I think 715 bucks a month or about 8,400 bucks a year. So to acquire an $8,400 first year ACV customer, you're spending about 3,000 bucks to acquire that customer. That is correct. But with the new portfolio, Nathan, you've got to understand that's going to grow. Yeah, because remember, our new product line just came out. Wait, Chris, hold on. That that math was wrong. You said 60 cents on the dollar, right? Not 30 cents, right? That's 60 cents on the dollar. Sorry, so 60% of 8,400 bucks first year revenue, you're spending a little over between four and five grand. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Okay, but now we're talking about a different portfolio. Now we've added enrichment, we've added discovery, 
to the product. Competitive so, intelligent tool so, like Capture. You know, so when we start selling to commercial and enterprise accounts, you're talking fifty thousand up, and yeah, hundred thousand dollars. You know, right? you're not talking about a five yeah, k deal. We, we have a different problem. We, you know, we'll still sell cleanse for five thousand, ten thousand. Yeah. We'll sell duplicate yeah. prevention with Marketo yeah. for fifteen or twenty. But once you start buying, selling the entire DMS portfolio, you're talking about fifty thousand plus. Yeah, we had seven hundred customers, and they did the wanted to buy more things from us, and we didn't have it to sell. Didn't have so, yeah, so, no, so, it so makes. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I'm hoping I have you guys both on in a year and I, I hope you both look, you're getting, you're going to be looking way younger next year because your revenue is going to be tripled and, yeah. and you should get to the point very quickly where that, I, I imagine if I look at you historically over the past 12 months, that 92% retention number in terms of revenue should have increased pretty substantially because you're driving so much expansion revenue, right? Yeah, so like yeah, we you go 300%, we might do 250% on revenue. Yeah. So like, when do you, my question is like, when do you get to like net negative revenue churn? It should be pretty soon. It's going to be, I would say, a year from the release of when Russ built the product, which was May 1st. Okay. On May 1st, they got the product. They've had a product legacy for four years, right? Got so that's it. More, but I'll tell you one here. We acquired 140 new logos this year. Let's hold that, Nathan. 140 new logos. That means they never did business with us this year, and we got two more months left. New York Stock Exchange. How did you, how did you land new co- those new customers? We were acquired. My, my whole life, it's been sales. Maybe, I can't right. tell. Guys, can you listen? Can you tell this guy's a sales guy? I mean, good guy. The, the cufflinks, the pink tie, the hair, the everything. Nathan, we got the demo rooms, man. We got Nathan, video rooms. Nathan, the whole company is selling. Selling, Every, selling. You sell your way there. Let's not keep spending money. Let's last. Last, last, econo- last economics question. You guys have, have used your own money on this, so you do have to watch your cash gap a bit in terms of payback period. What do you optimize payback periods for right now? Uh, I would say the payback period for us, believe it or not, if our plan hits, by, we have a 2019 goal of $2.6 million a month. That's it, right? It's on the board. Come to my office and see it. By that point, we probably about 12 to 24 months into a payback period. Okay, so right now, when you put up that 4500 bucks to acquire a customer, how many months is it taking you to get it back typically? Uh, to get it back, I would say based on – see, the problem is the new product portfolio versus the old. The old one, I would say it's about – Roughly about 12 to 16 months. Okay, and now it's lower or higher? It's lower. Okay, so we'll say right around 12 months. Yeah, yeah about 12 months. Okay. So what, what's interesting, Nathan, just to close, is yep. I see a lot of similarities to the early days that I had at CA. And the way we were growing and the culture we were building, a lot of similarities to Ringleaf now. You know, we've built a culture of there's a sense of urgency, and everyone who comes to work, everyone feels invested in the company. As Chris mentioned, it's a performance-based culture so they can earn equity and they're not just paying they can check every week. You know, it's good. It's, good. it's, a, it's a similar culture of we're yeah. going to grow this company, we're going to be successful, we're going to generate more jobs on Long Island. We all have common goals. And you're going to sell for a billion and take this guy out to steak dinner, right? That's how it's going to work. All right, guys, we're out of time. We're out of time. So, uh, so Chris, let's wrap up with you. Quick answers here. The famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I would say right now, my favorite was I just read was uh, Cardone by 10X, right? You know, yep. Cardone sales book just came in. We just signed his training program. Our guys go through it every day. Uh, the last one I just read that I thought was pretty good was that. I'm a big Jack Welch fan, read every book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, Russ Arts, I follow and study him every day. <laughs> <laughs> number number three, besides your own. what's It's a technology guy. I like Elon Musk. Yeah. Good. Besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? Besides my own, I would argue my favorite online tool today would be uh, for, for my organization is probably LinkedIn. LinkedIn. All right. No, number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting, Chris? 
<laughs> my first email goes out at 3.38 every morning. 3.30 every morning, I'm seeing emails. At 9 o'clock at night, I'm in bed and I work out once a day. And at 3.38, I wake up seven days a week and start work. So we'll call it, three, say, about six hours on average. Yeah. All right, yeah. and what, Chris, what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married with two of the best kids in the world and one of the best wives. Denise, and, Lauren, and Tyler love them to death. That's amazing. And how old are you, Chris? Right now, I turned 51 yesterday. All right. Hey, congratulations. Last question. Take us back 31 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I knew to pick the right company, the right partner, and the right product and believe in myself and not work for anybody, right, for many years, right? If I believe that now, if I knew what I knew now, I'll tell my son the same thing. You own your own business. You work for the right people, and you learn. Don't chase the dollar in the first year. Pick some way you're going to learn the most. And then you'll capitalize that 10 years later. There you guys have it from Chris and Russ. Capitalize on it later. Don't go after that first dollar. They bought this company from folks they knew back uh, just over a year ago, 2016. They've now grown it to over 700 customers, doing between 500 grand and 600 grand a month, up from about 160 grand a month when they first bought it. They are decreasing payback periods. They're, uh, they're decreasing CAC. They've added 700 customers this year, growing quickly in the data management and really you know helping people understand the data going into all their different CRMs and other data systems online, making that all streamlined going after a home run. Russ, Chris, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, thank, thank you, you Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Take care. Keep doing Bye great now. work, Nathan. Love you.